Hi, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Giovanni. I'm Josh. And we're doing chapters 5 through 10 of the things they carried by Tim O'Brien. I'm chapter 5. So my first question is, why would, why did Jensen go crazy after breaking Strunk's nose? Um, I think Jensen goes crazy after breaking Strunk's nose because he thinks that Strunk will try to get revenge. So he's always paranoid and... He's always ready to, like, um, get back. That's he even built his foxholes, like, facing certain directions. And always, like, watched his back because he was so afraid of, like, what could happen. Okay. Yeah, so I think paranoia is probably the main, um, Reason. the main factor. Mm -hmm. And then from that, why did Strunk find this so amusing after he, like, went crazy? And then ended up breaking his own nose. Why did Strunk find it like find it amusing? Um, because Strunk, uh, it, he was admitting that he did steal Jensen's jacket. And like after all that, he finally admitted. Yeah, after after him being paranoid the whole time, he admitted. Yeah. Okay, and then in chapter six, it stays with Strunk and Jensen. So, moving on to chapter six, why is Jensen relieved to learn that Strunk died during his trip to the hospital? Um, I think that he's relieved because uh, Strunk didn't survive the trip, and he um, he doesn't really like Strunk. <laughs> So. Agreed? Yep. Okay. Um, and then my next question goes with that. Why was the pact made between them? Um, the pact between them says that if one of them gets seriously wounded, the other is supposed to kill the other. So why was this pact made? So they can trust each other, yeah. and Jens, so Jensen could stop being paranoid about um, Strunk. Okay. And then Strunk's leg goes bye-bye. Gets off? He, his leg gets blown off. So why is, he, why is Jensen happy that Strunk died? Because he didn't, he was kneeling, he was like kneeling by him. And he didn't like Strunk. He didn't want to kill him, but yeah. then... He died on the helicopter trip anyway, so like their pack did live through. Yeah. They did. Their pack so strong. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's who's next? You. Okay. So I did chapter seven, um, and that was how to tell a true war story. So my first question has two parts. The first part is, um, why do you think Tim says it's impossible to tell a true war story? I think it's because you see all these um, other ones that show like the glory of war yeah. in like certain movies and stuff that show like the glory of everything and I think he just wants it from a true perspective of it's not really that um, glorious Yeah. And nothing good ever really comes out of it. I also think that it's impossible to tell a true war story because um, like all the details are impossible to capture. And like each detail matters so yeah, much. There's so much going on. And yeah, everyone has a different perspective and of what they remember. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I'd also say that like the way Hollywood portrays war 
also really distorts like people trying to tell a war story because if someone's if someone's like seen a war movie and you're talking about like that time period like if you were if you were a Vietnam vet and someone and you saw this Vietnam movie and it, it's not accurate it's not, to how it's your not life accurate to how you remember it yeah yeah because everybody's situation is different. Okay. The second part of that question was, um, in a true war story, why is it that nothing is absolutely true? That's what Tim says. He says, nothing is absolutely true in a true war story. Because everyone remembers it so differently that... Um, like sometimes you can't differentiate between like the fake memories that you have yeah. about like and how to like get through stuff because sometimes you have to make up these things that happen yeah. and you can't differentiate between like what actually happened. Everybody has their own perspective. Yeah, because yeah. you can like in moments of chaos you you like make up a lot of things in your brain and you think yeah. sometimes you think things are a lot different than they actually are. Yeah, you even may like exaggerate it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my second question is, um, what does it mean to say that a true war story can only be identified by the questions asked afterwards? Well, I would say that would, like, fill in the blanks of the story. Yeah. Because I'm sure not, not every aspect of the story is being told. Yeah. So, like, if you're it's like, impossible to fully remember a story, especially that chaotic, and tell it perfectly. Yeah, along with everything that goes along with war. So, like, the questions asked can help you fully understand the story. Like, com- complete the image? Yeah. At the sense. Okay. Alright, I had chapter... I had chapter 8. Uh, for my first question, I said, uh, "Why did Kurt Lemon have one of his teeth yanked out, even though, like, even though he's extremely afraid of the dentist? Like, in high school, he had some bad experiences with the dentist, and then even on on the way over to his over to the dentist tent, he fainted." Um, I think he does this because he wants to almost get over that fear of what the dentist can do and like the pain that he can cause and just try and like figure out why he's so afraid. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I feel it's more like along the lines of like he's very vainglorious, like he's like, I can get over this, like Yeah, I think he wants to be, he's trying to like prove a point. Yeah, I think he just wants to face his fear as soon as possible. And prove a point like I can get my tooth pulled and then overcome his overcome fears. yeah, his fear. Even though his tooth got pulled because he was complaining about a toothache. And yet the dentist couldn't find anything. Yeah. But the dentist ended up doing it. Yeah, to make him happy. Yeah. Okay. So. And then my second question is: After Kurt Levin had his tooth yanked out, he was fine. What was he trying? What was he trying to prove by having one of his teeth taken out? He was trying to prove that he could overcome his fears and that he was um, strong enough to face his fears head on. Agreed. 
Hi, it's Sarah again. Um, so I have chapter nine. My first question was, does it matter in the end what happened to Mary Ann? That was one of the characters. Um, I think it does because they see her in like this light of, um, of like someone that's so fascinating because she brings in supplies and she takes care of the children and wait can you repeat the question actually yeah it's like does it matter in the end about what happened to mary ann Okay. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Because she was a fast learner and how she picked up on things like Vietnamese, how to cook, how to shoot morphine in the arteries. Like, it's more so, it's more so like she learned to adapt really quick. So I'd say whatever happened to her would matter. Also, um, Kylie loved her and he probably um, wants like closure on what happened to her. And then my second question for chapter 9 was, do you agree that a person can enter a war as an act of lack of bravery? As an act of lack of bravery? Yeah. Yes, I think Tim did it, even though he didn't want to, he didn't feel like he deserved yeah, he had no to be there. To... I think that probably a lot of people go into war, especially back when it was just a draft, and they weren't like, maybe didn't necessarily choose to go into war, that um, a lot of people went in there. Like lacking bravery. Yeah, they weren't fully committed. Yeah. They didn't want to do what they were doing, so they wouldn't fully commit all of their energy and power. And then I also had chapter 10. My first question for chapter 10 is why did Henry Dobbins continue to carry his girlfriend's stocking even after their break? <coughs> 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 Can you repeat the question, yeah. actually? Why did Henry Dobbins continue to carry his girlfriend's stocking after their breakup? Because I would say, even though they're broken up, like, the stockings still give him comfort. Like, he, still, he still feels something like, by having them around him, and they just mean something to him. Okay. Yeah, I think they're just, it's more of like a superstitious thing. Because, like, he survives, um, going, tripping over a landmine. And because he, because he felt like he survived because he had the stockings on. So even after the breakup, it was still a superstitious thing of, I should probably wear these just in case. Yeah. He thinks that it might be, like, lucky. Yeah. Okay. And then my last question was, does O'Brien like and respect America? Um, I think he does. I think he does. Yeah. There's no, I don't doubt that. I think that he thinks that the Vietnamese culture is um, so superstitious compared to the American culture. Mm -hmm. And that he just finds that they're more brave rather than like, oh, it's all luck. It's their hard work and stuff in America. Not yeah, because America, in America, everyone knows that what they're doing, they have a chance, like, in war, what they're doing, they have a big chance of dying. And they still, like, choose to, uh, 
they still choose to go into war and fight, even though they know that they have a good chance of uh, getting injured or even dying. Alright, that's it. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>